drought. The damn wall is busted. It's 62 long years. Now we've got our backs against the wall and we're going to fight. And we're going to fight hard. It's going to be a do or die effort. It's going to be a determined bit. You've got to show me all the guts and all the determination you've got in your body. You've got to inspire me. The stadium holds its breath. It's a goal. And the western suburbs erupt. So Franco Pozzo in Brunswick and Putzgrave. If I see one guy walk out of here, give the pat the back from people out there for a good effort, I'll spill up. Sin acknowledges and pays respect to the owners of the land, the House of Sin, and Studio Stand, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations. Sin also acknowledges and pays respect to the elders and traditional owners of the land, our content reaches, as well as the radio stations we broadcast from across the country. Welcome to episode 13 of The Kennel Cough. My name's Caleb Scanlon, and in the studio with me is Neve Felton. Episode 13, you've written here in an extremely huddo voice. Is that Buddy's 13 goals? Yeah. So good. <laughs> 13! That's, that's the, yeah, that was what I was referring to. And that's us now, so it's all pretty exciting. Um, bye week just gone. Did you get up to much uh, in terms of the bye? No footy on? Did you watch any of the other games? Um, I think so. What did I... Did you watch the Monday game? I feel like that was... A little bit, yeah. I was kind of um, doing some chores but <laughs> yeah it was good nice to, it's nice to watch football without thinking about <laughs> what your team's doing and like what everything means for your team because I feel like by yeah. week you're just kind of like oh yeah true I don't know it was stressing um, about my fantasy team not having enough people oh, in it I had an awful week in fantasy football yeah. I think I scored like 1,100 it was oh I don't not, even oh. all I know is that I lost and that I did a bad job um let's jump into the headlines because there hasn't been too many, obviously, with the dogs not playing, but the first one was about Sean Higgins. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, like, sort of relevant, but yeah. um, it says a little bit about how, like, um, it talks about, like, Farron Ray, Adam Cooney, and Ryan Griffin, and, um, of course, Sean Higgins were all, like, good friends at the Bulldogs. Yeah. Which I thought was um, cute, saying that, like, um, Sean Higgins had always been um, a bit, like, more mature than the rest of them. And so, like, you know, he kind of knew, like, Farron Wayne knew that he was going to mm. um, be, like, an always good player. But, like, talking about how he had a lot of um, injury problems, of course, like, at the Bulldogs, um, which was a shame. I find it interesting that it's the article is in The Age and it's sort of interviewing Farron Ray about Sean Higgins. Like, Farron Ray was probably really excited to have a piece written about him in his retirement. And then it's just like, so tell us about Sean Higgins. Yeah, well... <laughs> You know what? Good on him. I'm glad he still gets a... I wonder what Farron doing now. Actually. Real estate, maybe? I don't Probably know. Probably Farron Ray. Um, my grandma, she's like lovely. She um, will always stick up for the players, but she always just had no time for Farron Ray. Really? It was like the one player that she would um, have no time for. And every other player, like she'd stand up for Jared Grant. She'd stand up ah. for like Ace Cordy. But no, for some reason, she just didn't like Farron Ray. Apparently, he played like two games for... Born. Oh, yeah. Um, and recently he retweeted um, a highlights reel of Ryan Griffin for his 250th. So they're obviously still friends. Oh, nice. Because um, he, he played at North Melbourne for a little while as well. Yeah, he was at yeah, St. Kilda. Bulldogs, then, then St. Kilda. Then North Melbourne. So good on him. Good oh, on yeah. you, Fanway. But yeah, in the. Um, <laughs> yeah, bye week, exciting. But. Um, <laughs> 
Um, he also reveals that um, Far- uh, Higgins, sorry, is terrible at golf. Oh, that's that's his um his downfall is that he's not very good at golf. Pretty interesting. But I thought that was something nice, like yeah, um, old Bulldogs players. Nice to reminisce. Definitely. Um, it's nice. It's sometimes nice to just see Bulldogs players that didn't leave the club, but sort of left the club because of circumstances. Like yeah. I, don't, I don't think we. We delisted Higgins, and then he or he was out of contract, and then yeah, so I think we did games. trade him, but um, yeah, similar to yeah, I think I have of like no bad blood. Yeah, Daniel Cross, similar kind of player. Like, yeah, really good, but yeah, club. just didn't work out in the end. Nice bloke. Yeah. Um, the next article was uh, talking about Libba's contract. It was off the AFL.com.au page. Um, sort of, um, I think it was born out of a podcast episode with Sam Power, the Western yep. Bulldogs list manager. Uh, and basically, all it says is really that um, the contract talks have sort of been put off until Libba gets into his rehab or sort of gets through his rehab and yeah. then they'll start talking about contracts. But I have full faith that Tom Liberatore will stay on with the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, it'd be so weird if he didn't. And also, I think it's fair enough to be like, yeah, yeah, just start your rehab. Like, it'll be all good. Um, and we'll figure it out later. Because otherwise you're thinking about stuff mm. like that, trying to organise it, trying to like liaise with your manager a lot, I expect, when you're just trying to, you know, make sure your knee isn't hurting too much and you're yeah. doing all the right stuff. So I feel like that's definitely fair enough. Makes sense to me, but it's nice to have a little update. Yeah, I found it interesting. One of the lines was, um, it stood out to me, Tom Liberatore has only played 117 games. Um, I suppose like being on your second ACL. So many injuries. Yeah. Sucks for him. It was a weird little reminder. Um, <laughs> next article was, well, it was less of an article, more of a video, but it was a bit of a mid-season review um, from Nat Edwards. Yeah, from afl.com.au. AFL.com.au. Well. Um, we've got a little audio clip from it. Ryan, it hasn't been a great first half of the year for the Doggies. They're 4-7, and seven, sitting 14th on the ladder. Has there been a highlight, though? Yeah, I think so. The development of the younger blokes here. You've got like Toby McLean, Bailey Williams, Aaron Norton, Ed Richards, and Tim English for the few games he's played. Yep. They've been really impressive. And you know, while they were supposed to bounce back like everyone thought they did after their underwhelming premiership defence last year, they've been the highlight when you know a few of the older blokes haven't been really playing at their best. Yeah, the development of Toby McLean has been good, and I know you love him very much. <laughs> yeah, good to hear some of the media still saying. Uh, remaining optimistic uh, about the Western Bulldogs. Yeah, I thought that was nice. Um, they try to pick, and like pointing out that we were young and stuff like that, and that they loved Toby McLean. He had like this weird like gaze at the camera when yeah. she points out that he loves Toby McLean. Yeah, which I don't, like, I hope that he actually does love him and it's not just like a thing where he always sucks about how he gets free kicks and like Nat is like, oh, lol, you yeah. love Toby McLean. Just jabbing him. Yeah, I... I love Toby McLean as well. Um, yeah, exactly. But I'm going to take it the positive way mm. and that he actually does. Because he is a good player, so everyone can back off. Yeah, no, he's an outstanding player. How do they attack my tiny <laughs> pale son? Um, some really good news, uh, draft-related, was Yee. that Riley West, son of um, Scott West, just racked up a lazy 25 touches and extracted nine clearances and slotted an audacious checkside running goal. Are these yours, your words? Oh, no, no. This is, from, this is from the article. This is from the draft report. <laughs> I wish I wrote that. I, I just, like, imagined you, like, at the game or something with your notepad, like, oh, that was an audacious checkside running goal. Yeah, I probably should. Um, yeah, so Riley West carving it up. He was named in the best, kicked a goal, 25 touches, nine clearances. Um, he sounds 
pretty good to me. So we'd get, yeah, um, I don't really get how the point system worked, but we would obviously have first dibs on him because father-son, which is yeah unreal. And just reading this article as well, there's an English for Western Australia who was in, who kicked a goal. Um, I don't relation? know. If, yeah, that's what I'm just trying yeah. to find out, but potentially not. <laughs> Brother, like... But I feel like English isn't that common of a last name, you know what I mean? Yeah, no, fair enough. And there's like... but they From Western Australia as well. Yeah, but they note some other... Like a kid called Ian Hill, but apparently he's like a top 10 and he's related to Stephen and Bradley. Oh. So... Mm, interesting. Um, One of the news articles that has just come in this morning is that because um, the dogs are playing on Thursday night, there's... Uh, it was on the AFL uh, website as well, but... Port Adelaide have dumped Jack Watts, which is... <laughs> Who saw that coming? Right? <laughs> I couldn't believe when all the Melbourne supporters <clears throat> were so salty that he, they traded him. He's not that good. No. Also, he like has a weird shorts brand. What I will say, though, I feel like when we used to play Melbourne, Jack Watts always used to kick a bag of gold yes, against us. Yes, like it's like him and Reese Stanley from DeLong mm. always play well against us. So I, this is great news yeah, for us Yeah, bad coaching fans. by Hinckley because like, if you knew anything about Jack Watts, like, the only team he plays consistently against is us. Yes. Um, um, but yeah, also has a go at JJ. I wonder mm. if he's going to do another like weird... I always thought it was odd when Jack Watts got fired up like that. I'm like, you have... You just look like you could easily... Like he looks like the kind of bloke who's like scared of like walking around in, like, slightly dodgy areas. Like, I can't believe he plays well against Footscray because he's probably terrified of going yeah. to Footscray itself. But, like, I don't know, just like, oh, I'm sorry, sir. Please take my money. Uh, they've also bought back Todd Marshall um, and Lindsay Thomas. Who do you reckon Lindsay Thomas will be... Who's he going to hit? Who's he going to hit first? Um, Luke Dalhouse is just the bloke that always cops it. So I reckon it'll be him. Yep. I don't know. That's just the vibe I get. I can see Toby McLean going for like dropping the shoulder a little bit and just getting. Oh, mate, the two of them axed. just no, but like you know, Lindsay Thomas drops into things as well. Just like yeah, yeah. one of them goes to tackle the other one. It's just like a vortex of like ducking, and they're like, oh. <laughs> there's like a a like a um, I'm making it simple like a, a cut in this space time continuum. Oh, okay, so it'll just like they'll explode because it'll be like splitting. Doing this yeah. noise. This is me smacking the universe <laughs> up. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like it, a vortex opens and they yep. both fall in and it's like, oh, oh no. <laughs> but yeah, Todd Marshall's coming back. If he does come back, <laughs> sorry. Good his save. first game um, I, uh, since he's, he took compassionate leave because his father passed away. Oh, I didn't so, realise. Mm, okay. If anyone's going to have a good game, I hope it's Todd Marshall. Mm-hmm. Otherwise... Everyone else can have a bad game. Yeah. Uh, in the VFL, women's, uh, we had the buy as well. So mm, Everybody had the buy. Yeah, like oh, a full club buy, which is nice. But this week, they're playing Williamstown. So there's a couple of players. Like, I mean, it's almost like a Western derby. If you, I don't know if it's even been coined that yet. Southwestern Battle of the... Battle of Williamstown Road. Williamstown or, Line. Yeah. Maybe. Um, I don't know. They're sitting. I'm sure, there's something that we <laughs> Something here. They're sitting ninth. Yep. Uh, with one win. Nine out of 13th, we should. Okay. Nine out of 13. Where would we be sitting? Uh, I think we are 12th. I think okay. Essendon's worse than us. Phew. But they beat Richmond. Um, we're yet to win, obviously, but Jenna it's Brutton okay. plays for them. 
yeah. and has been ripping it up. Yeah, she had 29 disposals in their last game, which was the most on the field. Because um, she is a Western Bulldogs Premiership player. You can't say that about many people. Mm. Can't say it about Jenna Button. And she's going to go to North. So that's fun. Oh, I almost like completely forgot that she's heading off to North, which sucks. Yeah, yeah. Um, which I think is why she's at Williamstown, because she wasn't sure where she was going to go. Yeah. And I think because we've got... I mean, I don't know how the salary cap stuff is working, but because like of Ellie Blackburn and Katie Brennan, she is obviously like a 29 disposal. Also, 29 disposals in a game that's only 20-minute quarters with no time on yeah, as well. Yeah, it's impressive. So, um, 29 disposals in 80 minutes, if my maths is correct. It's pretty easy sum, but I'm still struggling with it. But... um. <gasps> Yeah, so like I reckon they might have been if they've got Emma Kind. They've got a lot of people in there. I don't understand how their um, salary management is going to work, but yeah. maybe they've got a lot more incentives or something. I don't know. Busy, mm. busy ambassadors, <laughs> things like that. Um, the game's been played at one o'clock on Saturday, and it's free to go along to. So if you haven't yep. got any plans on uh, at, Saturday, Arvo. Yeah, at Henry Turner Reserve. Ah, uh, no. So that's the guys. So this one. Oh, sorry, it is. No, Henry no, Turner. Yeah. You're right. Yeah, yeah. I know what I'm talking about. And a good canteen, as you pointed yeah, out. Yeah, it's got there. a good canteen. It's a, actually a really nice oval. There's a, there's a big car park over the road as well. Um, just Don't have so to worry you know. about parking. Yeah, there's parking at Merv Hughes Oval because that's across the road. And it has a really nice view. Of the Marby? Maribel yeah, just River, like yeah. this general like hilly, nice bit. Oh, lovely. Pretty nice. Um, and, but if you can't make it and you want to listen... You can. I just pulled my headphones out. Um, you can listen to it um, through Women's Australian Rules Football Radio, which is the radio session that I do commentary for. Nice little. Um, uh, I will plug not there. be doing the commentary, so that's probably an incentive to listen. But um, yeah, if you can't make it to the game, but you want to know how they're going, you can Google that it's on Facebook. W A R F. Are you doing any games this weekend? No, because oh, I'm a busy woman. <laughs> What's been the most disappointing part of the year thus far? Uh, oh look, let's not be all doom and gloom here today, please. Um, uh, let's talk about the men's Bulldogs team. There's not, like, we obviously can't... Usually we jump straight into reviewing the game from last week, but there hasn't been a game. No, um, nothing to jump into. No. Like, jumping into a pool... That's empty. If we ha- maybe if we had a beaten Melbourne, we could have like spent two weeks exactly. reviewing that. But uh, yeah, that not, didn't go too well. Let's not do that. <laughs> let's talk about some. We are at the halfway point of the season, even though, like with the buy. But what do you want to see from the dogs in the back half of the season? Um, a win, just one, would be good. <laughs> I've almost. I don't know. It, it wasn't even that long ago that we were winning, but it does feel like. Oh, yeah, well, I think like I'd like we to see games like we played against Essendon and like we Sydney played against even? Sydney. Yep. Like that. Pardon me. That was a loss, but it was still a good game to watch. Yeah, we're still playing well. I think just stuff like that because sometimes, like, there's a few times in the games recently where you're just kind of watching it and you're like, oh, okay. Like, nothing is happening. Like, absolutely nothing. I'd like to see kind of, like, a bit more of a brand. Like, I like I suppose, like, with Brisbane, they're not necessarily winning, but they play a certain way. Yep. Um, and I know that they, like, and Chris Fagan has talked about it, like, Brisbane play really attacking football. I think we need to play attacking football, but we need a forward structure to do that. Yeah. Um, I'd like to watch the game and be like, yep, I know what they're trying to do, as opposed yeah. to, like, oh, they look just as confused as I am. <laughs> And, like, I have no idea what's going on. You know what I mean? So I think it would be cool to see a bit more of that. Um, and I'd like also to have less injuries. Yeah, um, that's the big thing. Like, we're going to talk about it later, but Dale Morris is re-injured, which 
just shows how unlucky we have been with injuries. Yep. Looking... There is... Um, as soon as I saw that, I was like, there is no God. Typical. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's just my completely reasonable take from that, but, like, that sort of thing. It's, uh, it's in some TV show, and the guy's holding his phone, and he's like, Siri, why does God allow suffering? <laughs> and that's how I felt when I saw it. Um, looking at the rest of the season, we play uh, St Kilda in round 20. That's a winnable game. <laughs> we play... 20. This is optim- This is a stretch, but we play Port Adelaide at Mars Stadium, which I would say is winnable because it's at Mars Stadium, even though we haven't really. They beat made us that there last fortress. year. True. So it is yet. Well, fifty fifty at Mars. Got to stay optimistic. <laughs> got to be. It's got to become a fortress. And then the other game is against Carlton uh, in round twenty-two, which is again another winnable game. But other than that, it's um, going to be a bit of an uphill battle, I think. We You're had that wrong. stretch where we were playing against the lower teams, and that was great. We were winning them, uh, but obviously used up all those early on in the season. Yeah. Uh, be lovely, like, that three wins by the end of the season, that'd be awesome. Um, if we got four wins, I think we'd have to say that's fantastic. I don't see us making finals. I don't no. think that's a very, like, like a headline-grabbing call there. No, probably not. So if we're not making finals, what do you think makes for a successful... Poor... Uh, Second half of the year. Having like a, I think our our forward line, if we can get some click, then I don't like. I don't want to say we need to have Shacky and Boyd kicking goals. I think if we just have um, Lipinski kicking goals, <laughs> if we have um, Dixon's obviously injured, but if we have like Lipinski, if we have Gowers continuing his form, uh, Bailey Dale when he comes back, if we have. Shaki and Boyd playing well. It'd just be nice to see some cohesion in the forward line. Yeah. Well, it's, like, it's like the makings of a good forward yeah, structure. definitely. Like um, the really good meme that I made. If you want to see oh, it on the so Kennel Cough Facebook page, you see I'm also plugging the meme, but also plugging <laughs> the Facebook page. Um, I thought it was funny. It's like this picture. I'll describe the meme because oh, it's my great. favorite thing to do. Um, but if you want to see it in all its glory, you've got to go to the Facebook page, Kennel Cough, the Kennel Cough. Um, but it's like a bunch of golden retrievers in a pool, like swimming with a man. And I've written teams with a cohesive forward structure over the top. And the best part about the meme is that on the outside of the pool behind a fence is an actual bulldog. And I've just labelled that Western Bulldogs. So um, if we can join the party with the golden retrievers, with the cohesive forward yeah. structures, that'd be sick. I saw, like, when I found that picture, somebody had captioned it, like, somebody better let the bulldog in. And I was like, true. Somebody please let the bulldog <laughs> in. Invite us in. Please. Mm. Um, yeah, so a cohesive forward line. Um, mm. And so we don't have to keep making those memes, even though they're very funny. Yeah, I'd even love, if, like, we like you're saying... the bulldog like, into the, the pool party. Yes, when we do. We've... That's a good one, actually. Jot that down. But, um, <laughs> like, even if, yeah, Boyd and Shaggy aren't kicking the goals, like you were saying, if they can create contests and we get somebody to come through... And, like, we just don't crumb enough. Yeah. Like, I understand, like, Boyd can take really good marks, but we can't depend on him to do that, like, ten times out of ten. Like, we just – there's no one at the back or there's no one at the front. Like, and we don't – when we lead, we don't seem to lead in a sensical fashion. Like, yeah. it's just kind of like, ah, oh, everybody's there, and then there's nobody there, and they've got one bloke in the goal square just mopping it up, and it's just like, what is going on? Yeah. Another thing that um, I think would quantify a sec- successful second half of the year would – be I would love to see Jordan Roughhead commit to the club or like yeah true or actually in terms of list management list management yeah I think um, a lot of talk about Roughhead and Wallace um, I think I'd love to see them you know turn it around the second half of the year I don't think they've had that bad of a start of the year like it's 
that's Luke Beveridge's thing. He puts them in the reserves when they're not performing, so I reckon they'll respond. I'd also love to see some more of Lin Jong, um, just because I love him so much, and I want to yep. see him tear it up. We love Lin Jong. Uh, moving on to the Zimmerman's report. Uh, as we just touched on before, Dale Morris has yep. re-injured his knee, which is... Yeah, I saw so the um, I saw the article written by um, Tom Morris, oh. and I sent it to Caleb, and Caleb suggested that Tom Morris hadn't had a Bulldogs bad news story, <laughs> and he went over there and injured Dale Morris himself in order to get the scoop. So thanks, Tom De- Demon. It's like Morris. really uh, cutthroat journalism, just making the news Literally himself. Literally cutthroat, cut, cut knee, knee journalism. journalism. So thanks for that, Tom. But um, yeah, it's slight meniscus damage. Uh, so yeah, Which is similar to... Sorry, I keep interrupting you. I'm no, no, no. Terrible job here. Um, this is good audio content. But um, <laughs> slight meniscus damage. But it says unrelated to the anterior cushion ligament Which injury. But yeah, I suppose. But it's all... Because I'm... Red Path. His thing was for this year has men, been meniscus damage. So it's all that like mm. same area of your knee. And I did say in the, in the um, Red Path one when we talked about that. As somebody who has a dodgy meniscus, um, my meniscus really goes out to him. Oh. I was wondering, mine actually, my, look, I don't want to make this about me, but, you know, <laughs> but um, mine has actually Continue. been quite sore, and so maybe it's just that. It's because me meniscuses. and Dale Morris are connected on a much deeper yeah. conscious plane. You wear his badge. He probably wears your badge. Yeah, he might. Like, <laughs> we're just so in sync. So, like, you know, i got to watch out is what I'm thinking. Yeah, be careful this weekend when you're playing. Get damaged um, in um, solidarity with Dale. <laughs> um, Aaron Norton will also not play this week. Uh, Beveridge confirmed that this morning in the press conference. and Yeah, good on Bevo for doing his presser before we record it because <laughs> normally he does it after. So um, thanks, Bevo. We He's know obviously you're, paying attention, yeah. We know you're a fan, so I just wanted <laughs> to say that we did notice. Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, but good news is that Zeus Cordy will Zeus? Be, yeah. Is that a thing? I, I, I've heard a couple of fans call him <laughs> Zeus Cordy. Oh, really? I just really mispronounced <laughs> Zane really badly. <laughs> oh, it's Zane Cordy. I, <laughs> I've been calling him Zeus this whole time. <laughs> no, I think, like, I've overheard someone saying it at a game. I was like, Zeus. that's great. <laughs> oh, look, I'll take it. Zeus Cordy will come in this week, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, obviously suffered that concussion against um, Collingwood. Didn't play against mm-hmm. Melbourne. Fair enough. Welcome back, Zeus. Thank you to Zeus. That's good. I haven't heard that one, actually. Haven't you? No. It was like we used to call him Jared Grant Merlin. Yeah. Because um, he looked like the guy from the TV show Merlin. Yep. And it caught on, actually. Like, we... Because we'd sit in the same spot. The people who would sit around us started calling him Merlin as well. Um, and then I, one time I heard someone, like, completely unrelated, somebody called him Merlin. Great. But, That's um, much better than Microphone Head. Like, yeah, we're in the studio right now. And, yeah, Microphone Head was kind of funny for a week, but... Here we are with four Jared Grants. But, like... um. Spindles is also good, but Spindles Merlin, good. here's Merlin in our hearts. Merlin as in like the Channel 10. Yep, the Channel 10 Sunday night comedy drama, Merlin. Gosh, that, our family used to like come together to watch that. Oh, it's a good show. <laughs> it was you know so what else cheesy, is but so great. Show? The Jared Grant show. Yes. That, what is he? He plays for Frank Senior or something, doesn't he? Yeah, and is a realist. Oh, he was a real estate agent. I don't Look, know if he still is. I'm not looking to get in the property market, but <laughs> if I was... I'll tell you who I'd be going to. Give us a sweet Western Bulldogs discount. Yeah. <laughs> uh, VFL, this week they're playing Coburg at Piranha Park, which might just be my favourite stadium name. 
on Saturday at 2 p.m. Another what's, good canteen. Yeah, I was just about to say, what's the canteen like? It's good. good. I uh, like it. Which is great because if it's got a name like Piranha Park, you'd hope it has a good canteen. It does. Um, but <laughs> we didn't review their game the week before. Yeah, we were, we were pressed for time last <laughs> week. <laughs> we had to rush out of that studio. Um, but, like, the big sort of one is that Dixon is obviously out because he's done an injury. Morris yep. will be out as well. Who do you see coming into the side this week? Um, well, look, somebody... Some a friend of the podcast mm. in the last VFL game kicked two clutch goals to oh, win got, the match. Yeah. I was tr- I was like racking my brain like what was the last game the VFL played and we beat Essendon. Essendon, um, right in the dying end of the quarter, somebody kicked two goals and that person's name is Fergus Green. So hey. putting out the positive vibes, maybe little Fergie Ferg will get. <laughs> yeah, call him that to his face. But, like, um, it, yeah, I think maybe, potentially, if mm. you're looking... Like, we were kind of saying off-air that, like, didn't see Vork Smith coming. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it is a... If he really wants to go the youth development path, mm. I tell you, he might do. But, um... Ferg was actually telling us off-air last time we had him in the studio that um, he and Beveridge connect on a level because they listened to, um, was it the Eagles? No, Midnight Oil. Midnight. Who listens to the Eagles? <laughs> Midnight Oil. I don't know where I got the Eagles from, but yeah, that's uh, that's what they have conversations about. I don't know if that works in his favour mm. when he's sitting at the selection table, but yeah, yeah. I was really it, hope that he gets picked. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, I think Mitch Wallace should come back. Yep. Regardless, he had 23 disposals. Shane Biggs, again, had 30 disposals. Oh. Uh, who's on the coming? Lewis Young had 20 disposals and eight marks, which yeah. is significant. Yeah, I that's mean, a pretty good game. He's already confirmed Cordy is coming back in, but Lewis Young would be banging on the door. Yeah. Coming um, in for Dale Morris. Josh Dunkley had two goals, 13 disposals, four marks and five tackles. Wow. That sounds like a pretty complete game, so he might be yeah. the one that comes in for Tory Dixon. Because he's had, like, a significant stint now um, yep. in the VFO, so he could come back for um, Dicko. Yeah. I'm Brad, trying to think who Brad else. Brad Lynch, um, coming back from that hamstring injury he had, had 14 disposals, two marks, two tackles. That's good. Probably wouldn't bring him back into the AFL just yet. No, or, well, yeah, seeing as he... I feel like debuting, like... Exactly. And especially after having a bye, like, it's mm. an like, annoying time to come back in terms of fitness stuff. But, yeah, I don't know. There's a few... I just hope Mitch Wallace comes back. Yeah. That's what I want. Another one that um, is interesting is Fletcher Roberts, Premiership defender, has been booting goals. He kicked two goals against Essendon. I know he kicked two goals the week before. So yeah, look, you know, just what we need. Developing his game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's exciting. And my boy Lin Jong had twenty-one disposals. Your one boy. Yeah, I'm going to claim him. Okay, all right. Nah, that's a bit weird. He's, he's, <laughs> he's yeah, mine now. <laughs> one of my favourites. I'll call him. Yeah. Um, yeah, played one really of the well. Gang. We are currently on the ladder. We're sitting 10th with four wins and four losses. So pretty even season. Um, But we're versing Coburg, who are sitting last on 15th. Yep. No wins. Zero wins for them. No wins for Coburg. Coburg Lions. It's going to be a fun week for the uh, Dogs. Hopefully. On Saturday at Piranha Park, as I said earlier. So, again, if you haven't got anything to do on Saturday, weigh it up. It also could be... Also could be the game that's on Channel 7. Oh. Looking at the time of it. It is actually Port Melbourne Geelong that is God being broadcast this um, this week. So not us. So you have to go to the game now. You have to get down to Piranha Park. It's the only way you're going to be able to see it. Uh, this Thursday night we're playing Port Adelaide, which is 
going to be um, predicted a lot of rain, which is great because we're, we've learned our lessons from last time we played in Adelaide. Yep. We, there was a lot of rain last time and we handballed it a lot. So Yeah. Uh, I just but, don't understand how that happened. <laughs> like, I'm still confused. Like, everybody knows. If you know anything about football, <sighs> like, if it's a wet, wet weather footy, just kick it long. <coughs> just bomb it into the 50. Just drive it forward. Drive it forward. And what, we're just going to chip around with the handballs. I don't understand, but... Here we are. Yes. Uh, as we touched on earlier, Jack Watts is out, but also yeah. not playing is Tom Jonas. Uh, he for those is a dog. Yeah. He's the, a grub. The ones that he's don't a remember. Bad man. He was the one that like elbowed Gaff. Or yeah. Just, like, if you want to see some graphic yeah. content, watch him snipe at Gaff like the low <laughs> dog that he is, because <laughs> he's a low dog. Um, and yeah, last year in Ballarat, he had a crack at Bob Murphy, and you could see on Bob's face. Even Bob was like, "Hey, I'm a lovable guy." <laughs> Like, why are you having to crack me? I'm a lovable guy. And it was right next to the grandstand. And um, we were all yelling at him. And I hope he heard me because he's a low dog. Well, that's the best thing about those, I imagine, those Ballarat games. Is that oh, it's, it's you're pretty close. You, you throw out an insult, they're going to hear it. Mm. Yeah, no, so I'm glad he's not playing. But also he is like a big tall defender. And he's not, if he wasn't such a low dog, maybe he'd be better at football. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like... He, he's like he's all right at football, but his primary function is being a low dog. So <laughs> I don't really know. <laughs> Love it. Um, it's going to be Jackson Trengove. Well, Jackson Trengove will be playing against his old team. So I yep. just put a little note there that like that'll be a big game for him. Yeah. And he's in some really good form. That game against Melbourne, he played well. Yeah, I think the so. game against Collingwood, he played really well as well. Yeah, good on him. It'd be uh, nice to see some friends. <laughs> Bit of motivation for him. Catch up with the fam. Actually, no, yeah. his fam's in Melbourne. Yeah, that's the whole point. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then you've put in here, it's Toby McLean's 50th game. So that'll be wonderful. I forget that he's so young and we only drafted him a couple of years ago. Yeah. He is a little baby boy. Uh, you found a little highlight for him. I so we'll, do you wanna, we'll play the audio from the highlight. Just get pumped up about Toby McLean. Woo! The hand pass, they've intercepted there by McLean. And McLean's get the goal. What a remarkable passage of play. That is also the only highlight of him on YouTube because if you Google put you put Toby McLean into YouTube, um, it's like Toby McLean cops a falcon, <laughs> Toby McLean like gets injured and like all this other stuff. So good on him. I can think of one person who is more excited about Toby McLean's fiftieth game, and that's Brian Davidson from, from um, a- AFL, AFL Media. Yeah. <laughs> God, <laughs> he loves him. <laughs> really loves him. We'll put it, I'll I'll, uh, I'll try and edit a photo together of his face when. Um, Nat Edwards calls him out on his love for Toby McLean because he looks yeah, mortified. More <laughs> meme content. <laughs> no, it is pretty good. I mean, speaking of memes, hey. time to segue very gracefully into the social media rap. Lovely. It was Thank the, you. It was the bye week, so the boys had a lot of time to... Um, make memes. Make memes. It seems like Shane Biggs has turned his attention from The Bachelor to Love Island, which yeah. is great. So um, I haven't been watching Love Island, have you? Nope. <laughs> Yeah, look, um, I can't say that I can bring myself to do it, but... Um, I don't think I'm in any rush to watch it either, but I might look, watch it to understand Shane Big's memes. I might. Yeah, that's true, actually. Just, like, something extra to really get in the get in Shane Big's head. How can <laughs> I get 30 disposals in a VFL game? And it's by watching um, Love Island. But, yeah, so he's posted a pic. It's, like, a very corny-looking photo and he's captioned it, um, not many people know this, but me and Redders actually met on Love Island 05. So it's like this. It's like four men and he's photoshopped his and Jack Redpath's head over two of them. 
They've got like um, three quarter jeans on. Yeah, and, and like white singlets, wife beaters. Yeah, it's, it's very two thousand and five. It's great. It's not. It's not good. Um, and then oh, he's edited like Justin Timberlake hair on himself as well. Yeah, and he's got um like these sunglasses on red and the Guy Fieri hair on Jack so Redpath great. as well. Oh, so it's Guy Fieri. Oh, I love it. Yeah, yeah. Can't you identify Guy Fieri's hair when it's on <laughs> Jack Redpath's head? But um, I just want to pretty sure it is. But um. My favourite bit is that Jack Redpath commented, has it been that long? This is my favourite bit. That's gone about as fast as a bye weekend. <laughs> and I was like, oh, Jack, that's so true. It has gone uh, quickly. I miss those two boys playing in the ones. Hopefully Me too. Hopefully Jack Redpath gets over his injury soon and Shane Biggs will come back into the ones soonish. Well, according to a lot of uh, media pundits, he's not going to ever be in the Bulldogs ones again. Ever. Uh, the other one was um, was on Rourke Smith's Instagram story, but it was a nice little like hybrid face swap that um, Fergus Green put in uh, of Bailey English. So it's a mixture of Bailey Williams and Tim English. He's got like the Bailey Williams half and half hair mm, with um, good haircut. Tim English's face, and it took me a little while to work out what was. It just going looks on. like a very ugly very man. Na- I, I was gonna say, I was like, oh, that's just. Bailey Williams, or oh, that's just Tim English. But yeah, then I was like, Bailey Hang English. on, that's a that's a hybrid. That's the guy who's playing for WA in the under 18s. <laughs> Callbacks, yeah, we it. love a callback. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then our final little piece from social media was uh, Liam Pickin posted a pretty heartfelt message uh, on his Instagram all about his concussions. I didn't really want to finish the the show on such a sad note, but oh, it's it's a positive. What he's doing is positive. Mm. A little bit that I liked was, uh, I just want to encourage anyone that may have been hit, suffered concussion, and doesn't feel 100% to speak up and seek help, and hopefully my transparency has helped others that may be feeling alone in their journey. Yeah, so, yeah, you can go on um, either his Twitter or Instagram, he has a whole thing, Mm. Um, just, like, search Liam Picken, I guess, and, um, yeah, I think, because I think Ernie makes the point of, it's, there's a lot of unknowns with concussion, and they found in America there's been a lot of, like, ex-NFL players who, like, have killed themselves because um, they have had concussion and um, it's been really, like, tough for them. And as well, like, you wouldn't – I guess – I mean, I know it's all to do with the brain, but you wouldn't necessarily link, like, that sort of, like, illness with, like, getting hit on the head. You would think it's more, like, things to do with, like, physical rather than mental. But, like, they're finding that this is – um, something so like I like when you go to talk to somebody like about that sort of thing. I mean, like hopefully for a lot of the football players, it doesn't get to the point that it has for some of like the American like gridiron players and things like that because that's pretty intense. Yes. Um, but yeah, going to talk to people. Um, luckily for him, like he's got like club doctors and things like that. Um, but yeah, so yeah, like you were saying, anyone that's been hit to like speak up and seek help. Um, because it like it's yeah, you don't want it to kind of or like. We saw with, like, Zane Cordy, like, the delayed concussion. Like, you don't know how long that sort of stuff can be delayed for because they actually don't know. And, like, hearing about the stuff with Kobe Stevens as well has been really tough. Yeah. Um, like, obviously another good – I mean, I think he's a really good player. Like, we, again, couldn't just fit him in the team. Mm-hmm. Um, so he went to St Kilda and he'd been doing really well there and then got hit on the head again and he had delayed concussion and he kind of tried to play through it, I think. Um, but now it's, like, really bad for him. And, like, he's like he was studying part-time and he can't even go to do his study and things like that because his, like, brain just can't cope at the moment. So, like, yeah. I don't know. If you haven't watched that interview, um, that was on... Oh, what are they called? It's the Narrowly Meadows show. Not the... Um, it's on... On the Mark. Ah, uh, cool. I believe it's called. And, yeah, the interview with him. I think it's on the St Kilda website. And, um, yeah, it's pretty nuts. Like, he breaks down, like, crying. It's really sad, actually. Oh. But, um, 
I said we were going to turn this into a positive thing about how you can talk to people about it, but actually it's, like, pretty intense. But I suppose the thing is, like, um, you want to make sure, and especially for people who, I guess, don't have, like, club doctors and things, if you do feel like um, something's gone wrong to go and see, like, your normal GP or whatever else because, um, like, I guess it's lucky for them because they have people looking after them all the time and things like that, but... Um, I think it's good what Liam Pickens done, being like anybody. It's not just like, oh, this is what's happening to me or this can happen to, like, AFL footballers. It's like anybody, if you've been smacked up, like, you can go and talk to somebody about it. Yeah. And like, yeah. The, uh, that's the positive, I suppose, that Liam Pickens made this um, post and yeah. it is easy. Like, even as a fan, I was like, oh, Liam Pickens, he'll be back in no time because it's just a concussion. But yeah, it's I think like, it's, he's, he, ha- he has highlighted that it is like this. Yeah. It's not that easy and every case is different. Um, yeah, exactly. I suppose like every to... brain is different. Every yep. concussion is different. But I don't know because I mean, obviously he's like one of Jonathan Brown's cousins. It must be just something about that family. Yeah, just, just... just lead with your head. <laughs> but I mean, so like with Angus Brayshaw and like Paddy McCartan mm. and stuff, I think um, Angus Brayshaw is playing really well now. But it's always funny when people are like, oh, I saw something the other day. It was like, oh, Paddy McCartan doesn't want to be out there. And I was like... He's had, like, eight concussions. Like, he's struggled. He's, like, a young key forward. He's struggling anyway, then gets knocked around like crazy. Has to look like a big dork wearing a helmet. Yeah. Like, it's cute when Caleb Daniel wears a helmet. <laughs> when you're, like, six foot seven, it's kind of less cute. Like, <laughs> so he probably yep. feels, like, a bit silly doing it and stuff like that. Um, and, yeah, for being, like, oh, he doesn't want to be out there. Like, his team's playing badly. He's not getting very good delivery. He's had eight concussions. Like, I don't know why I keep saying eight. I don't know if it has been eight, but it could have been. Things like that. Like, I'm glad that we're kind of taking it a bit more seriously in terms of this way, but I think we have to understand that even when a player comes back, it's not. My theory why Liber didn't play that well last year is after he got concussed by Mumford mm. in that cr- literally upended him into a cricket pitch. I would never... F- and he didn't get suspended yeah. somehow. I've seen much worse... Like, I've seen much better, sorry, like, not get suspended. Like, yeah. I don't know, Katie Brennan, but, like... <sighs> oh. Anyway... Anyway, whatever. I'm not going to go into that right now. But my theory, my original point is that my theory that he didn't play so well is because he got, like, literally by, like, a bloke, maybe not twice his size, but, like, substantially larger Probably than t- him. twice his weight? I don't know. He's a and monster. He's a yeah. big boy. Um, he can eat a lot of sausages. And, um, <laughs> yeah, like, my theory to why he didn't play so well is that he got smacked up. I think yeah. also, like, being tired from having, like, the best summer of his life. But... <laughs> Um, His Vietnam games really took it out of him. Yeah, well, yeah, there's that as well. But I think it made it harder after being smacked into a cricket pitch. Yeah. Because it wasn't, yeah, he was he was on the cricket pitch. Fair so, enough. like, cop, that, that's, look, I'm no, I'm no neuroscientist, but that's my, that's my theory and I'm sticking to it. Fair enough. I think it's a fair theory. Yeah. So, like, well, and I think Liam Pickin talking about this sort of thing is going to make it easier for, like, especially, like, the old boys commentators to kind of understand that, like, hey, actually... You know, there's a reason, like, that people might be playing in a certain way yep. because they've actually really hurt themselves. Definitely. Um, that's our show for today. Make mm. sure you check it out. Um, check us out on Facebook and Twitter. Check us the, out. Yeah, just check us out. See me walking down the street. <laughs> <laughs> Don't wolf whistle. Uh, the Kennel Cough <laughs> Pod on Twitter and the Kennel Cough Podcast, just um, on the Kennel Cough on Facebook. Mm-hmm. Give us a review. Um, and if you haven't listened to our bonus episodes, we did a great one with Amy Jenkins from Bulldog Pride. And the week before, we did one with Lewis Young and Ferg Green. They're really, really great. Um, give them a listen and always give us a rating of five stars. Please. Pretty please. Use your menace, Caleb. Sorry. <laughs> please give us a rating of five stars. Thank you.